Please pray with me three times. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, as we gather here today, the thing that comes to mind in prayer is broken hearts. A lot of us have broken hearts from mourning the loss of loved ones. Some of us have broken hearts that have never been healed. And we ask for the outpouring of your spirit to be healed from all of our brokenness so that we may love you with all our heart, mind, strength, and soul. We make all these prayers through the intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. As we gather here this morning, like I said in my opening prayer, the thing that comes to mind is broken hearts. Broken hearts. And the Lord asks us in our gospel reading today to love him first, to place him first. It's a matter of priorities. But we're called to love him first and love him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then, secondly, we're called to love him or love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And when we look at that as Americans, we're very focused on loving our neighbor, but we don't like loving God. And it's a matter of priority. But when our hearts are broken, when our hearts are broken, it's so incredibly difficult to place him at number one or even to encounter him. Because it's one thing if I came up to you and I asked you, do you love Jesus? And I believe most of you would say, yeah, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. But then secondly, if I asked you, are you in love with Jesus? Well, that will take a little different path. Because I believe most of us, it's easy to say, I love Jesus, but it's harder to say, I'm in love with Jesus. Because last week we heard about Bartimaeus, right? We talked about God, the true God, being the warrior God, coming to relieve his blindness. And then today in our gospel reading today, the context is just before this situation where the scribe came to Jesus, he was just going through all the laws. And they're asking, what is the greatest of the commandments? And not like Ten Commandments. In the Jewish law, there's 613 laws. So the question of priority would come to mind. And again, the scribe heard about this Jesus, just as the blind men last week heard about this Jesus, this warrior Jesus. And he comes to him and says, which one is most important? Like, how do we summarize all of these? And Jesus does something. He fulfills the Old Testament. So whenever we come to Mass, the context is almost always the first reading is fulfilled in the Gospel. Almost always the first reading is fulfilled in the Gospel. And he knows that Jesus is wise. And Jesus says that we're called to love the Lord our God with all our mind, heart, soul, and strength. And then to love our neighbor as ourselves. And as this scribe is going to Jesus, he sees that he's wise, he sees that he's learned, and all those questions for the 613 laws, every question in his heart was satiated, it was answered. And Jesus said, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And I wonder about us, do we know what Jesus means when he says that? When he says, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Because he's like this far from the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is Jesus. The kingdom of God is Jesus. And he's calling a lot of people out of 
our sinfulness, but he's also calling us out of that broken heart to say, let me heal you. And that's what I want to talk about primarily today is the Lord healing our broken hearts, primarily through our vocation. And our vocation is our calling. The word vocare in Latin means to be called. And the Lord is calling all of us, but he primarily calls all of us through four vocations, either through the priesthood, through consecrated religious life, through married life, or to be a consecrated single virgin. And it's actually Vocation Awareness Sunday. So the Lord is calling us to be aware of the call. But one thing I've noticed is a lot of people don't hear Jesus. We don't hear Jesus because of this. We are a part of the noisiest culture ever. And mind you, I don't mind if your babies make noise. If your parish ain't crying, it's dying, right? I don't care if we have babies crying at church. That's not what I'm saying. Moms, dads, keep bringing your kids. But what I am saying is, are we taking time to step away to hear the voice of God and his calling to us? Because for me, in the context of this Mass, maybe you've never been here before, maybe you are just thinking, well, you've probably been pretty on fire your whole life. And I would say the context is very contrary. And for me, how I felt called to be a priest, how I felt called to let the Lord into my broken heart, was I was invited to a men's conference and when I was in college, I, could, I would definitely, the one thing I would say is I wasn't happy because I didn't have the, one of the greatest gifts of the Holy Spirit, which is self-control. I would just go with the wind. In whatever way the culture went, I would go. But I wasn't happy. That was one thing if somebody would ask me, are you down, deep down? Are you, are you happy? Are you joyful with how things are going in your life? My answer would have straight up been no. Even knowing I was playing college baseball, even knowing I, I, I did enjoy at times going out and partying, but I just didn't enjoy the person I was, be, I was becoming. And even when I would date girls or whatever, I just didn't have this desire in my heart being fulfilled. And I was trying to place that desire that God places for only him in others, and I was being let down all the time. So during my sophomore year, my brother started listening to Relevant Radio, and he just was noticing how the Lord was working on his heart through media, and he asked me if I wanted to go to a men's conference. And in my heart, I'm like, sure, I'll go, whatever. I didn't really have any major qualms about the church. I just thought the church was kind of lame. It was boring. It was kind of my attitude towards a lot of things. And when I went to this conference in January, I went and I thought it would be more of a kumbaya type fest. You know, just kind of guys holding hands and rainbows and sunshine and Barney Jesus and whatever. Kind of the God that I think a lot of us are have been presented the most of our lives. And as I went to this conference, I saw some things I'd never seen before. The first thing I saw was a young priest. I just, unfortunately, was very naive, but I thought priests were just men who were married, and they were widowed, and they thought, hmm, I'll become a priest. And I just never saw a young one. I didn't know what seminary was. I knew nothing. And as I saw this young priest in his zeal and his fire, he talked to us like a coach. He really called us to, to be boys, to being men. And it, it hurt to realize I was just being a little boy. I wasn't growing up. I was being totally immature in most of what I was doing. And through the Holy Spirit working through him, what he had, I wanted. That desire, that desire to change the world, that desire to be on fire with the Holy Spirit. And mind you, most of this language was not a part of my vocabulary at the time. But he had what I wanted. And as he's talking about this Jesus, this real Jesus, the warrior Jesus that I presented to you last week, I said, what he has, I want that. 
I want to be on fire. I don't want to be just going through the motions. And he said, if you want to be a man of God, surrender your life to Christ in the confessional. And I was kind of like, that's it? (laughs) That's all I got to do? So I went to confession. I was a little bit nervous. I had shame. I had guilt. But I went to the priest and he just poured the mercy of Jesus into my broken heart. And I felt this weight lift off my shoulders. And as I got rid of all that noise, all that sin from my heart, I was able to hear God even more clearly. heard one more conversion story about this man who was living a totally reckless lifestyle, felt called to be a priest. And I'm starting to see, I'm not alone in my sins. I'm not alone in this ache, this ache in my heart wanting to be fulfilled. And as I'm going forward, it came time for Mass, and the, the Archbishop, now Cardinal Dolan, but the Archbishop of Milwaukee, he was behind the altar, and you know, the Mass is, is happening, and I wish I could say the readings were great, and the music was great, but that wasn't really what did it for me. And as, just like we do every Mass, I'm just, I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, what's going to happen? Because they told me at the start of the day, gentlemen, your lives will never be the same after today. And I was pretty happy to hear that news. And as I was kneeling, and as they're kind of preparing the altar and all this different stuff, I felt this presence around me. And I don't know if it was an angel. I don't know if it was the Blessed Mother or a saint. But I do know in my heart that what came up was all my insecurities. Because my heart was broken. And I kept saying, this isn't real. This isn't real. This isn't real. And as the bread and the wine are sitting there, he just does this huge motion of calling the Holy Spirit down upon the bread and the wine. And I just see, hear the Lord saying, just look up. This is really important to look up. And as he has what I thought was just a wafer my whole life, he has in his hands and he, he lifts it up. And I hear for the first time, just like Bartimaeus last week, I hear for the first time, maybe like the scribe, the words of Jesus, and he speaks the words of institution into this piece of bread, and it becomes the body of Jesus. And he says, this is my body, which has been given up for you. And my heart was so hardened by the world from my sin, from all those parties in the past, from all those sins in the past, from being suspended in high school, all that kind of stuff. And he broke my heart. Because I just felt so much love being poured into my heart from this Eucharistic Jesus. And then I didn't hear like an auditory voice, but I heard in my heart, this Eucharist is the purpose of life and you are called to be a priest. And it it scared the living beep out of me, (laughs) you know. Because the Lord was calling me to something radical and all my insecurities came up, all my fears came up. What are my friends going to think, you know? I don't know anything. How do I become a priest? And around my lack of knowledge of the faith, the devil was just playing tricks on me. But that's ultimately how I fell in love with Jesus, the Eucharistic Jesus. And as Catholics, we have to be able to tell people how we've fallen in love and we continue to fall in love with Jesus in the Eucharist, in confession. Because that's what makes us Catholic. If we don't have a priesthood, we don't have the Eucharist, we don't have a church. And that's what makes us different. But we have that intimacy where we actually don't just get to see him sit there in the priest's hands. We actually get to come down the aisle as the bride of Christ and receive him. And he places his most sacred heart in the Eucharist 
into our broken hearts. And he says, I want to heal you. Because the question is, are you this week going to love Jesus with all your mind, all your heart, all your strength, and all your soul? And it has to hurt. It has to hurt. Mother Teresa says, in order for love to be real, it has to hurt. It has to cost you something. And if we think it's just on Sunday, then the words I just said went in one ear, out the other. <laughs> it's got to be every day of every week. How, Lord, am I called to love you with all my heart, all my strength, all my soul, all my mind? And if it doesn't hurt us, it's not real love. If I haven't skipped watching a Packer game in the past 20 years, where's the sacrifice in that, right? We have to be willing to sacrifice and we have to be willing to say it's going to cost us something. And certain times we're going to have to say no to those things we used to enjoy so we can love him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength first. And then we can go out and love our neighbor as we love ourselves. So the invitation this Sunday is to fall in love with Jesus. To fall in love with the one who wants to heal your broken heart. And fall in love with the one who is asking you to discern your call and help other people discern their call because it is vocation awareness week. And we have to pray, Lord, who is going to be the next priest at this parish? I think it's so providential that last week's Sunday was Priesthood Sunday. And this Sunday is Vocation Awareness Sunday. And right in the middle, middle of it is we had a priest who just passed away. And the fact is, if we don't have more priests being raised up in our diocese, our churches won't be open anymore, and less people will be fed with the sacraments. Because you judge a tree by its fruit. Are we bearing fruit? What vocations are coming out of our parishes? And that's going to hurt. It's going to hurt to say, when I had my son or my daughter baptized, when I had my son or daughter baptized, I might not have known it, but I was actually saying, I'm okay if they are open to the call to be a religious brother or sister or to be a priest. And we have to really look at what we mean when we ask the church to adopt us as sons and daughters in the church. So as we go forward this week, my challenge to you is to really reflect upon all your heart, everything you got. But one thing that's very practical is what St. Therese Lisieux called her little way, the little flower. And she said, do little things with great love. Do little things with great love. Washing the dishes, taking out the garbage for Jesus. Doing the laundry, making your bed, loving others. What's the littlest thing you can do with the greatest amount of love? Because that's more practical, right? And ask yourself, is it hurting me? Is it costing me anything? Or am I just kind of going through the motions? Because study after study has said that Americans consume between 40 and 80 hours of media on their television or their cell phone a week. And parents that are doing the best they can are giving their kids at most two hours a week of religious formation and prayer. And then we come to Mass for about an hour. So we really have to ask, am I all in, Lord? And I guarantee you, through my witness, I wouldn't trade this gift of the priesthood for anything. I know it's, some people think, well, we need to change it. We need to change it so, so priests can get married. But I sacrificed marriage to be here for you because I love being your priest. I love being a priest, and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. And also, I feel like God created me to be a priest. 
And that's why that ache in my heart wasn't satisfied. So, as we go forward, I'm going to read to you a prayer from Pedro Arupe. He's a priest. He's a Jesuit. He died in 1991. In this, I want us to meditate upon. We'll take a little bit of time of silence to listen to this prayer. Let it sink into our hearts. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and listen to this prayer and allow whatever stands out to you to be a part of your prayer into this week. Nothing is more practical than finding God, than falling in love in a quite absolute final way. What you are in love with, what seizes your imagination, will affect everything. It will decide what will get you out of bed, what you do with your evenings, and how you spend your weekends. And what amazes you with joy and gratitude. Fall in love. Stay in love. And it will decide everything.